I do have a little bit of trust issues with people who just say that they don't like disco. I'm sorry, but I just don't understand you and I don't really want to. I'm saying it. Hello everybody, welcome to Inside Voice with Martha's Mind. I'm Martha. Hello, welcome back if you have listened to my first episode, amazing. And yes, as I sort of said in that first episode, this podcast isn't really about start, middle and end. It's just kind of a continuation of topics, um, mental health topics, life life situations and everything in between and I always want to keep it relevant and I always want to keep it uh, somewhat present but I I wanted to talk openly very carefree um, about one of the biggest sort of overarching mental health um, diagnosis I've ever had in my life because that's really shaped me ever since I was able to remember I am an autistic female and I was diagnosed at the age of three. So it's really important that I do make a dedicated episode on this topic in particular because I know some of the things that I experience could be because me personally as myself, as Martha, will struggle. But then also some of the things that I go through could be because I'm autistic. And I do speak about this almost as like my autism is a different, separate being to myself. And I don't know whether this kind of dissociation helps um, with some people and if they experience, uh, you know, any kind of mental health problem and the idea of separating the two really helps people understand themselves better or if they just feel like this is me this is who I am I have x y and z and it's part of me then that's that helps them I think I've always had this separation of Martha as a person versus my autistic self and what my autistic self struggles with ever since I was growing up and I could function and I understood when my mom said um you know you're autistic and you're gonna think a bit differently you're gonna act a bit differently you're gonna you know life might be a bit trickier I've always had this awareness of I am so different to my peers and I'm so different to life and I don't think life will necessarily be set up for me to understand all the time and it's a case of I need to fit in rather than the world adjust to fit me. I'm not saying that's a good attitude to have um, and I'm not saying that's a bad one either but that was just the way that I was brought up. It was, you know, I, I, I appreciate I grew up knowing I was different because that helped me understand why I struggled and it wasn't because me as the person it was this separate entity that was in me that I do have control over but equally if I don't then that's okay so I think that's why having this sense of I am Martha 
I am a person and autism is within me and it's separate to me. So yeah, I have generally found that over the years that's been the best way to help me understand myself is separating these two things. Growing up being autistic, it was interesting. I think during, you know, my my two brothers, I have two older brothers and a mom and a dad and my dad and mom uh, have always been separated and divorced um, ever since I've remembered but fortunately in a very loving supportive household where my mom and dad would communicate as really good friends that I, and I have to say having that kind of narrative of like what love is being that it's two separate homes but with oodles amounts of love but love shown in very different ways. I was very lucky, very fortunate, and I know that is not how divorce really works. So I was very fortunate that I experienced the unlikely of what could happen. My mom, I think, was the main driver for me getting all the support I could with my school um, and making sure my schools understood my autism and I was supported a lot by outside support teams um, who would come in to visit me and check that I was learning and developing, but it was slower than the rate of my peers. So for example, in primary school, I was a lot slower learning to read and write and even vocalize and talk I didn't really talk I did go through some weird periods of of mute so that is like I completely didn't talk and one of the sort of criterias uh in autistic girls is having slightly different behavior at home versus at school and I remember there was a period where I didn't speak at home I was completely silent But at school, I would be chatty and maybe talk a bit more and things like that. So sometimes it manifested, you know, my autism in those ways. Then I guess, you know, getting a little bit older and going to the like middle school, I think I struggled a lot with just generally keeping up in class. Um, You know, like learning difficulties is, you know, tricky. Some people would say, oh, but autistics usually they are really good at like a certain subject like maths for instance or English or just something that they're they're just naturally so gifted at and they are above and beyond everyone else well fortunately or unfortunately I actually never was really super gifted in any particular subjects um I didn't thrive at maths maths was the worst subject for me English I enjoyed but I think I have somewhat dyslexic tendencies as well so it was always like a pushing battle with English because I enjoyed it but I don't think it necessarily flourished when it came to actually writing and reading so yeah, I, I never really found my place with academics. I don't know, sometimes I feel in that sense like a little bit of a failure being an autistic person because, you know, again, stereotypically, especially seen in the male's sort of symptoms, is usually they are so bright, so clever about specific interests. And I'm I'm generalizing here, so of course this isn't like a this isn't a blanket rule, but I'm not particularly good at one specific subject where I can talk your ears off for hours about it. I like to think I can talk about a variety of different subjects with 
a good amount of knowledge for a lot of things. Um, So I know I differ a lot from, again, the stereotypical norm in that sense with autism. It has been, in that way, a little bit easier to fit into society a bit easier because I'm not somebody who's like obsessed about trains or obsessed about maths or space, science or things like that. Again, these are like the stereotypical subjects that usually people with autism are highly interested in. But that wasn't me. Um, As I say, I'm very lucky in that sense. I can talk about a lot of things, but yeah. So that's why I think, again, like I sometimes don't feel like I am autistic enough um, because a lot of the symptoms that you read that you need to be, you know, qualified in to be called, uh, be diagnosed autism aren't actually necessarily appropriate for me, at least as I've got older. Actually, reading on the uh, National Autistic Society page is the most recent estimated ratio between autistic males to females is three to two. So three males to one female. And generally speaking, when they did all of their research and looking at study groups, they were all based on males. So again, a lot of the criteria you read of like how to diagnose and the like the signs and symptoms of autism is still based on males. Again, I think it was like I was presenting a lot of the symptoms, which I'll I'll read in a second, but I just wasn't almost presenting them enough and it was it was weird but a few of them that really stick out to me is um having unusual sensitivity or sensory challenges now I extremely relate to this when I'm feeling already very heightened with anxiety my anxious brain and clearly connected with my autistic brain will go when I'm feeling stressed and anxious I immediately go into my auditory triggers and feel extremely overwhelmed by sounds in particular now again one of the symptoms is you're more likely to be anxiety anxious or depressed when you have autism and I think my anxiety is completely driven by my autism and it's funny how I feel like those two are very much connected because again growing up I'd feel anxious around a lot of new situations totally understandable but that's also a very autistic trait as an adult now I still feel that same amount of anxiety um the only difference is now as an adult I understand that feeling of anxiety but because I've experienced it enough times now, it's one of those weird, uncomfortably comfortable feelings where I understand this and instead of it driving me away from a situation, I just know when I've powered through, it will calm off and it will lessen at the peak of anxiety for me. But it, it again, these lessons come when you've done it enough times and so therefore you have a catalogue of I was feeling anxious this day I carried on and I felt okay after and it takes a lot of resilience to like keep pushing through that anxiety train um to get to your destination because when you're in it it really is the one of the hardest mental battles I think to put in your backpack your mental backpack and still carry on 
So if you understand, you really do really get where I'm coming from with that. Another interesting trait with it come to autism is having difficulty making and keeping friends. Now, I would say this is a really interesting one because I made friends. I've all, I've, okay, I've always had friends during primary, middle, high school, sixth form, university. Not only was I going through quite a tricky time anyway, but I feel like my autism reached a new new version of itself, like autism 2.0, because it was almost like now dealing with going to a new school as a child, but you're doing it as an adult where it's like, oh, I really should know how to do this. I really should know how to talk to new people. But you get comfortable at school, don't you? You don't really make friends beyond, you know, like high school that are new, new. You you sort of make your friends at in your earlier years of high school and then you keep them throughout. And I can understand as well, so I'm not absolutely ignoring the fact that a lot of people struggle making new friends at university. The thing is, people found their groups, or this is, again, my experience, people found their groups a lot quicker than I did. Because I was really unsure of myself. And again, I had so much anxiety rushing through my body quite a lot because the academics of it also took over. So it was almost like making friends was so out of reach for me because I was struggling academically. And of course, I was very aware of the fact that I need to really focus on the academics. So making friends almost became a bit of a second priority. But if you don't have good friends around you, you end up feeling lonelier. And then it's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? So that really was quite um, a poignant moment for me where I knew I was struggling again with this kind of autism of like, I just really don't know how to push through this anxiety around making friends and keeping them. Uh, I guess similar to that one is also difficulty with social communication and environments. Um, I think actually, do you know what, over the years, and even in, in quotation marks in on this article, it says this increases with age. So as you get older, you struggle with it. But for me, this feels like the opposite. I feel now I am far more socially equipped and aware of social situations, social cues, non-verbal, verbal communication. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect and I definitely mess up a lot of times, but I'm far more capable than I used to be a few years ago. I would say to some extent, I'm better than my peers in some situations. And this for me is a really proud moment to feel like I am improving in something that doesn't naturally come easy to me. I am really proud of myself for being able to you know, over time become better in social situations that are newer and therefore meet people easier, hopefully in return. So I really like those two being linked. So having depression, anxiety or other health, uh, mental health symptoms as well is also very likely in autistic people, um, which again, I I sort of said earlier is a lot of my anxiety I think is driven by my autistic triggers of being overwhelmed and really disliking a lot of um, new situations, changes um, and things like that. 
I talked a little bit about before like school and I guess like school for me really was the most pinnacle time where I knew my autism was affecting me massively and it made me stick out like a sore thumb. If you know me and you knew me through school times, there would have been a period where during um, year nine to roughly about halfway of year 11, I, for my autistic reasons, driven by anxiety, actually became terrified of school. And I'm not saying like I hated school. I became incredibly incredibly anxious it was driven from the pinpoint of in where I live we have the schooling system of the three three tiers so you do primary middle and high school and high school starts at year nine so it means you're transitioning from year eight moving to a different school at year nine and you're again meeting new people and you've got other schools merging a month and a half after I moved into year nine, everything was going okay. Surprisingly, I was doing fine. And then one day, and I remember it so well, I was in a science lesson and I had to run out. I can't imagine this if you've not felt it, but the only way I can describe it is... A penny literally dropped from my inside brain right through to my throat, down my esophagus, down my chest. You can tell I don't know my inside system very well. (laughs) Down my chest, through to my belly. And that penny stabbed me right in the belly and it almost then bounced back from my belly back all the way up through my chest into the back of my throat and it made me feel sick that's the only way I can describe it for me anxiety is literally dropping something from a really high height in my brain all the way down to my tummy and then going straight back up into the back of my throat for me to want to feel sick and I felt so sick started to cry I ran out because I was feeling so trapped. I think I rang my mom in the bathroom. Mom, I'm so scared. Nothing happened in that science lesson. Nothing actually happened. I mean, I think the I think the teacher is just talking to us about probably like I don't know, like magnets or something or I don't know, something like chemistry or whatever. But there was something in that lesson where my body resisted something and ever since that day in year nine I didn't attend a full day of school until midway of year 11 and it was one of the hardest times because you are not only young so I really didn't have a support group with my peers because I couldn't tell them what was going on because I didn't really understand it myself and if I told them I think and this is just my perception no one ever said this I think they would have thought I was mad 
I was attention seeking, I need to get a grip. And that's no judgment or fault of their own. I just think at that time when you're like, what, in year nine, like you're 13, I think, 13, 14, you're so young. Anxiety, I feel like is quite a, I don't want to say an adult feeling, but there's, I don't know if you're born completely having anxiety. I think you get scared. I think you get nervous and a little bit worried. But I don't know if you get older. This is just me speculating. I have no idea. I don't know if you get older. That's when you start to really drive this idea of I'm anxious and I don't know how to control this situation. Especially as a child, because I had very limited control. You know, you're at school, you get told where to go, where to move, what lesson, when to eat lunch. There is little control in your teen life, in your schooling life. That's for me where all my anxiety was driven. I had no choice, no escape. And that's where my autism, coupled with the anxiety I had, has always been linked to. It's this sense of, I am so trapped and I feel overwhelmed. And as I say, I just feel sick because I don't think I can leave a situation. From, yeah, so from year nine to pretty much year 11, so like two years, I missed school. I missed growing up. I, it's funny, at the time, I never felt like it was my autism. I felt like, no, this is completely anxiety driven. This is anxious. But I think now I look back and I think that was my autism having no idea how to cope. I think I think at the time everybody who supported me in terms of the school, I went to counselling. Um, I had my mom who I cannot thank enough. There are no words. There is n- not enough appreciation I can give her to say how much she helped me eventually access school again. I felt like that was a real moment where, like, oh my gosh, I feel so more different than I've ever felt different before. I I feel. A little bit choked up in the back of my, you know, throat because it was a really hard time and I really was very alone. <laughs> I, I was. I think eventually I, I was able to tell people, you know, I'm not having a good time. I'm really struggling every day. I'm definitely crying at least twice a day. I'm lying on the settee in my pyjamas all day I'm failing and falling behind at school which was also making me anxious because you know I was already quite slow at learning anyway and then knowing that I wasn't going to school and learning already made me feel anxious even more and and it felt like oh my gosh I'm going to limit all my jobs and you know I won't be able to get a career and I won't be able to get GCSEs and all that like all that was like adding to the big plates that I already had about missing school and then not even really sure what it was about the anxiety like what in particular was making me so anxious about school itself so it was even really hard to actually pinpoint like this is making me anxious this this particular thing at this particular time is the is the culprit I couldn't even do that there was no real answer that's why I think anxiety in itself is so frustrating you can't say this is it this is the problem if we get rid of that I'll be fine hate it sometimes I want answers as an autistic person generally speaking I do like logic I like x equals y makes z 
it makes sense and I like it and then I know how to control it but also what I've learned through life in the most beautiful way is there is no such thing as a as an x and a y to equal a z it will be so many processes in between and those processes can go wrong and then you have to kind of embrace it and really let go I'm, I'm saying this as a 24 year old who has traveled who has lived away from home who has gone to university who has lived in now three different cities I can say that now comfortably the actual reality when I was in year nine there was not a single chance that I ever saw this future for me as a child who was crying in my mom's arms every day for two years when I was 14 because I couldn't go to a maths lesson. I think that was a real like yeah pinpoint of I am autistic, I'm struggling and the world isn't coping for me right now and the world isn't looking after me and I have to try and fit in and I can't. Internally, I am still, you know, very anxiety driven, still very um, autistic, obviously. On the outside though, I cope with it far better because I know and this, you know, my autism has helped me with this. The more we put ourselves in those situations that often aren't suited, you know, quotation marks, for autistic people, and the more we get through it, and the more we survive it, the more we know how to handle it again and again and again. My dad was a psychologist, and he coined it as you know constant repeated exposure when we repeat ourselves in those situations that make us always feel x y and z x y and z symptoms won't change the situations we just look at the situation so differently because we just know how to handle it it's like music you hear the same music again and again and again, you fall in love with the lyrics more, you know exactly when the beat's about to drop and you start to enjoy the piece of music so much more and then soon it just becomes another go-to and then you hear another piece of music and you go through the same process of, you know, unsure how it works, unsure the lyrics, unsure when the melody is going to go and then bam, oh, on repeat for weeks. This was a little bit choppy as an episode about autism and I'm not here to talk about it as if I know everything about autism. I don't. To be honest with you, I've only started to talk to people about my autism within the last year. I think we've really turned a corner for people with autism, ADHD, because we've had a real drive of making it that everybody who does have those mental health um, symptoms, everybody presents so differently. But if I hear one more person, if I darn hear one more person ever say to me, but you don't look autistic, honestly, I will shove them up a chicken's bum. I don't know why. I hate people that still think that 
And I understand why. I understand that stereotypes of mental health disorders come from a place of enough people do present in a particular way. But how insensitive is it to tell somebody that just because you don't look like the the mental health problem you have is to say that you don't have it or you don't have it enough. Oh, you don't look autistic, you look fine. Oh, you, you talk you you make eye contact, you're fine. Oh, you, you you've got friends. Oh, are you even autistic? It's really hurtful because that goes to show how well I'm managing my symptoms. And that should be a testament. That should be a wow. You manage what must be so hard to manage. You do it beautifully. That's the kind of appreciation I think, at least that's what I'd want to hear somebody say to myself who has these symptoms, have these problems, still has them, even if they're coping. It's like saying to somebody who has depression, they go to work every day, they have conversations, they laugh, they engage. Just because somebody does it doesn't mean they don't have it or doesn't mean they have it any less. Managing, coping, if you're doing it, I just think you are absolute rock star because when you're in it and when you're actually going through like the toughest points of it, believe me, all I want to do is cripple up. And in some days when my autism is too much for me and I feel like the world is too overwhelming and I need to close the windows, close the curtains, close my door, put my headphones in, the world is too much, I can't manage today, that's also fine. I am not made to have my armour on every single day. Armour is heavy managing my symptoms is exhausting. Some days I've just got to let that shit go, okay? And kind of not give up, but in being like, today's my day off, okay? It's a random Tuesday. Today's my day off where actually my autism is too much for me today. My anxiety is too much for me today. That's cool. Do really consider that when you do end up hearing that somebody has ADHD, autism, things like that, and you don't think that they do. It's not to say you think that they're lying. I don't think that's the case. I don't think we, you know, think that people are lying. It's just when we believe that they aren't presenting enough. It's called coping. It's called fitting into society. Slash, I'm getting so much more confident now being like, this is who I am. This is what I do. It's a little bit weird. I'm a little bit too much. I'm a little bit loud, buoyant, sometimes can be shy, introverted. Sometimes I make meow sounds, meow, because I have a tick. I've realized this is a tick of mine. Um, It's to feel awkward silence and it's to feel like I can have the last word, which I don't know why, just I feel like I need that closure. So if I do a meow, it just really helps me. So again, if you hear me meow, joke along with it, meow back, and we can be your friends. Happy? I feel pretty satisfied. I feel like as well, like I've, as I said, I've never really spoken about autism enough um, comfortably with people. Sometimes I don't know where to begin. And I've, I've never really known what direction to talk about autism in. You know, do I talk about it, you know, in my current self do I talk about it just in my past self it's been I I appreciate so much that 
saying to people now, I'm autistic, I don't get nearly the reaction that I imagine people that I imagine people would do. And it makes me feel more comfortable to tell people now. Um, this is a first for me, but I've actually started to tell people that like I'm going on a date with, um, pretty much within the first date or like second date being like oh yeah like I'm autistic and blah 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 and it I slot it in conversation I don't make it like the main topic and a lot of people might ask like some people do ask questions but equally a lot of time like oh yeah that's cool like yeah oh nice oh I know someone autistic oh like my sister is oh like my friends are autistic or or actually like oh you know I might be diagnosed with autism and things like that and I the response I get makes me always think it's so much more worthy to say to people oh I have it than actually to like shy away from not saying something it really helps them understand me if I do say it early on because then there's a lot more care and attention I think people have if you are honest about you know what you might be going through like I, I think I tell people now a lot of the time like I, I do just get really anxious in social situations but but that's just my autism, just like have, having a lot going on and um, just being overwhelmed generally um, and, and, and just taking in a lot of information. And having people know how I'm feeling makes me know that they've always got my back. They're looking out for me. And if I just need to say to someone like, listen, like, I'm just struggling right now. They're like, how can I help? Do you need me to help? Do you know what to do? Do you know how to like manage it yourself if you do great and I can support if you need me to help you you know just let me know what I can do and I find people who are like that God's gift to the world and people are so lovely people are so kind and then you tell them that you're struggling anyway and they're like oh my gosh I can I can help you more so I felt comfortable until a year ago that I am autistic and now I tell people confidently I tell people, well, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I don't tell people confidently. I tell them, part of me in the back of my mind is a little bit scared of what they might say. That's natural. I haven't yet, I've only just started to tell people. I haven't yet found, you know, my way in with it sometimes, but I am so much more confident than I was before to tell people. Sounds silly, but I think when I tell my mom that oh like I've told somebody I'm autistic I think she gets a little bit more prouder because I'm really honoring all parts of myself by doing that you know there's something to be said about having something that as I say no choice in the matter I am what I am I am who I'm who I am because I who I am I still consider myself I am Martha I have my own choices my own personality and then also I have autism and it's a whole different separation. It's really important with any mental health illness that you do not define yourself by that one characteristic because ultimately you're a multifaceted person. I would like to end each episode with a reflection question. Uh, I don't know if anybody follows this massive Instagram account called We Are Not Really Strangers. Well, they've released some self-reflection cards. So I treated myself to buying a set of it. So each episode, I'm not going to see the card before. I'm going to ask you the question um, and you can feel free to answer it now in the moment or you can use it as a journal prompt. And I'm not going to answer it out loud because, you know, 
there are some things that I just don't need to share with everybody. (laughs) So this question is, who do I feel most myself around? Why? Mm, Yeah, I've already got my answer. I love it. Thank you so much for having the curiosity to listen to a episode on autism. It really helps break down the stigma and the stereotypes of what autism is. I think this is why I had a lot of shame for me in the past to tell people about autism and that I had it as I just felt like people were instantly going to put me in a in a box of what I should act and what I should be like and I definitely don't feel like I deserve or anybody deserves to be put in stereotyping boxes around mental health. Thank you again. If you want to do more research and a due diligence on this topic, please go and read articles in the National Autistic Society. It's a really good place to start. I really do appreciate it. It makes the world a lot more rounder as people. Understanding everybody that we could be around is just so important. And as I say, my experience is my experience. And someone else who is also diagnosed as autistic could have a completely different set of symptoms and how they view the world and my experience and theirs are not going to be comparable but we are both the same in that regards of our diagnosis thank you so much i really appreciate your time and i'll see you when i see you bye